like to live for the streets. Living in the streets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, making sure everybody understands that, you know. Pants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, We're a real uh, professional people, show here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. People really enjoyed our conversation about Piccolo, Mr. Popo. <laughs> Piccolo. <laughs> yeah, we, we, you know, we're in favor of Piccolo. Piccolo's black. Piccolo's black. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a known thing. I feel like it's just letting white people know. They're like, hey, just so you know, that green guy is really just a black guy. Yep. <laughs> and then we expose Mr. Popo for the uh, the fraud that he is. For the ops. Mr. Popo's the ops, man. <laughs> white man in black face. <laughs> I mean, I looked at that character back in 1997. Yeah. I was like, ah, so this is what we're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still rock with Dragon Ball Z because it was great, but I was like, y'all can't be showing this character. I'm luckily he's not really much in the show. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. 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 Like he's hmm, more of a Dragon so... Ball character than a Dragon Ball Z character, but still. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, hmm. So <laughs> you couldn't figure out any other stereotype for black folks except for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Though the turban would say that would make me think that they were stereotyping uh, Indian people, or at least darker skinned Indian people, but right, you know. And then and then you got your boys that go, well, you know, Goku's white. It's like, no, he's not. He's Japanese. Every single <laughs> character that you see in an anime show, unless otherwise specified to be from America, is Japanese. <laughs> like none of these guys are white. <laughs> Oh, Even the blonde ones, because you know what? They have blonde Japanese people. Wow. No, they don't, Jason. Don't lie to the white man like that. It's no such thing. Only white people can have blonde hair. Your boy, your boy Edward from Full Metal Alchemist, Alchemist he's Japanese. Ah, <laughs> uh, what would we do? Uh, all you guys from Attack on Titans, every last one of them, Japanese. <laughs> Oh, here's a here's a conundrum. What about Avatar: The Last Airbender? I know it's not anime, but it is anime inspired. Are they all American? See, no, they're not all American because okay. they took inspirations from various peoples around the world. So Aang himself, I believe, it would be Tibetan or okay. uh, Southern Chinese in that way. Uh, obviously, uh, Katara and and um, Sokka are uh, Native American Inuits. Um, mm-hmm. The Earth Kingdom, uh, uh, well, the Fire Kingdom, they take a lot of uh, Japanese and like Eastern Chinese influence from them. So they're all non-white peoples. Every last one of them. <laughs> gotcha. So like when the Earth Kingdom, they are more Southeast Asians, like Vietnamese and, mm. and Cambodians and Laos. It's 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 a thing. You should. It's in the things. It, it gets, it's, in, they, it's in the things. <laughs> it's somewhere. It's written down where they took these these inspirations from. <laughs> yeah. I, I can so dig shame it. I on can you, it. shame on you, M Night Shyamalan, for making Ang white or Ang white. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, well, because it wasn't Ang, it was Ang. That was the, you didn't get that. That's why he changed the name. He's like, well, I don't want people confusing him with Ang because he's nothing like Ang. So we're gonna call no. him Ang. <laughs> My movie's simple. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a uh, Peter Pan and the bootleg characters. They just did it way before <laughs> Peter came up with the idea. Like that's all. It's, uh, it's... Oh. Oh man! Speaking speaking of Peter Pan, did you all see the Chippendale movie? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that was kind of <laughs> that was kind of that was different. <laughs> My son sure. enjoyed it, and I was like, "You don't 
You can't appreciate this child. You don't know who Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Your opinion means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you disparaged your child from enjoying his and cinema. Then I, and then I pushed him out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> while it was still while it was still driving and it was while in the also, hood. So he's like, yeah. look for blackness. Get out. <laughs> 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 well, welcome everybody to the N Word for Nerd podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jason, and we are in the building with the Duke of All Nightskins, the Duke of All Nerds, Jason himself. Jason, what's going on, my friend? <laughs> I'm Jason. He's Jason. We're all Jason, except for yes. this guy down here. He's not Jason, but I'm Jason. <laughs> I'm doing great. Have a Memorial Day, everyone. Memorial Day weekend, everybody. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, yes, I know when you're looking below us, it is frightening for some people because three black people in a group is usually called a gang. And typically <laughs> our, That's according third, to cops, they're a gang. Right, right. And usually a third spot is usually placed with someone of less melanin. So guys, please do not do not bail on this episode. Stay with us because we have a very important and I think a great guest. Uh, my gentleman here, name is Wade Simmons. Um, Wade does it all, bro. Like, I mean, filmmaker. Check pro wrestler, hold on, regular wrestler. Check <laughs> training to be a pro wrestler. Check podcaster, influencer. Like, wait, does it all, man? And um, if you're watching on our live feed, I got um some up from his channel here, uh, some of his films and everything that I got to check out too. Great work, great cinematography. Really, really impressed. Um, and I know I'm talking him up, so if he comes with a bunch of whack ass opinions. It, hey, look, his 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 work is better than his opinions. So, wait, what's going on, my friend? How's it going? Oh, nothing much. I'm doing pretty good, man. So, you ready to kind of chop it up here? I mean, you you've seen the show. We we go we go in deep, man. We don't we don't play no, no games, man. Paint. We all we all black and we proud in here. Yeah, well, now that we have three black people on the show. It's now a black show. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm happy to be a part of it. This will only be shown on UPN and BET at night. <laughs> right, and the, way, hey, and the way we talk, it would be BET after dark, so it won't even be yeah, right yeah. BET. Yeah, I uh, got you. I did that. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a packed show for you today. So, today we are going to be talking talking Top Gun Maverick. We are going to be talking uh, Obi Wan Kenobi series. You know, season. I mean, episode one and episode two. In between all that, we're going to be talking about our top three favorite Jedi's individually. I feel like everybody's number one may be the same, but we'll, we'll get there oh, if we can. And then, <laughs> oh, okay. And then we are going to also talk about little known black characters in movies that, you know, represent. And I feel like that one, I mean, that's kind of where we're going to start off anyway, is little known black actors in movies. I feel like I rethink back to Stranger Things, which just dropped, but an earlier season when the kids were having a debate and argument about who was Vakeman and why Win and why Lucas should be Winston? And Lucas said some real disrespectful, nasty stuff about like Winston, and he wasn't trying to be Winston. And I thought to myself, growing up as a kid, Winston was the man. Like we all have lived in an era where black characters weren't getting a shine. So when yeah. you got a black character in a major movie, you immediately was like, "That's our dude." Like it didn't matter what it was. I mean, that dude could have been eating fried chicken, tossing a watermelon. <laughs> that was our dude. Oh, <laughs> he oh have mercy! This is crazy out here. Right, and that was our guy. So, 
I thought to myself, what are other little known, and I'm not saying what's this little known character for Ghostbusters, but what are characters in movies that we looked at it and go, oh, that's the brother. And they had smaller roles, but they were in it. And I feel like I should go on a jump and start off. So I think me and Jason talked about this before one time. My little known black character is coming straight out of Back to the Future. And that gentleman's name is Goldie Wilson the Third. Now, people may not remember Goldie, but in the past, he was sweeping and mopping in the diner that Marty walked in. Yep. But you know what Goldie did with himself? That Joker with his gold tooth in the front became mayor of Twin Peaks or whatever, Twin whatever it was called. I can't remember the name of the, this town now. But I know Hill it's Valley. I thought it was Twin Pines. That's what it was. It was Twin, Twin, Pines. Twin Pines is the name of the mall. I thought that was the name, the name of the city the, as well. The name of the city, city is Hill Valley. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jason's right because I don't give a damn about checking it. <laughs> so... <laughs> He was still the, he was still the mayor of that mall too. So still he's still mayor of a primarily white town. Let's just go throw that yes. out there in the eighties. Yeah, with the gold tooth in the front, not teeth. in the back. In the front, he had the gold toothist. If a guy like that can run for mayor and win the mayorship twice, come on, man, what what more black excellence do you need? I mean, that's on some Mary and Barry. Like, that's what the gold tooth is. All you need to do is get caught in a hotel with a prostitute smoking court. <laughs> and then you have it. So my man is going to be Goldie. Goldie was the third. Also, he was played by Donald Phil Love. So I don't know how his career went after playing Goldie. But after you play a, a, a character of a lifetime, where else can you go but down? So that's my yeah. – um, hey, do you have a little-known black character in a movie that you want to shout out? Uh, For me – uh, I, I don't know if she's little known, but you you ever seen the movie uh, The Bronx Tale? Yeah. You remember Jane? For sure. I, so. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, you, you you don't remember Jane from The Bronx Tale? No. <laughs> I mean, like she was she was like the girl that the main character was interested in, but yeah, yeah. but okay. but I felt like. I feel like that was really nicely done, you know. Oh, let's keep it real. The Bronx Tale is legendary, not because it's a dope ass film, but yeah, you weren't getting off that interracial unless she was Spike Lee back in the day. So yep. <laughs> it's not the one where the, the he's the Italian guy, and then the dude was like, I don't care. His uncle was like, I don't care what color she is. If you go and open the door for her and she doesn't unlock the car door for you, she's not a good woman. And she does it for him and He's like, I'm in love with that girl. Yeah, that was, well, it wasn't yeah. so much his uncle, but it was like uh Sonny was like like this community gangster that kind of took yeah took took Kalogrov under his wing, you know. But but he but he was <laughs> kind of like a father figure to him. But but I mean but I mean, yeah, I, I feel I feel like she really shined in that movie though, you know. Hey, look here, that's that's what the segment's here for. Uh Coach Boo, who's been on the show, said black excellent goes to any black character on the Andy Griffin show. What's the even nice. character? I, don't, I, don't, I, don't even, I mean, it's before my time, but I don't, I don't. I've seen at least a couple episodes. I don't remember any black characters being on that at all. Also, if you are a black character on Andy Griffin, it has to get frustrating that you're the only guy getting pulled over every day. This could be a bad day. And he goes like, "You see here, Ladon. I don't know why, but you always come through here. All the speed limit is posted. Uh, can you read?" <laughs> Like, but, but I'm walking, Andy. I'm walking. I'm not even yeah. driving. <laughs> uh, Jason, little known black character in the movie that you think right. that you're vibing on. So, 
this is for our non-melanated audience out there. Uh, I want to, you know, bring in something that is not only a movie character, but a popular literary character as well. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, for all of us Black folk, we will probably know who this is, especially those who read. But uh, I'm going to go with Easy Rollins uh, from The Devil with the Blue Jess and from the mm-hmm. Easy Rollins mystery series. Uh, great character, hard-boiled, you know, detective who was once, you know, fought World War II and come home, and he's the only capable guy, I guess. So he's always solving people's mysteries and shit in, you know, the second grade of 1960s South. And it's great. One of the, uh, I want to say coolest role, but not coolest, but, you know, awesomest roles of Denzel Washington. You know, so a lot of people don't know these that that mm-hmm. character uh, started off as a, a book character. But, yeah, Easy Rollins is like, he's just the epitome of cool, man. Especially for a guy who's a private eye. Yes. You could have you could have called him a private dick. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I mean, he, a lot of people got some dick in that movie. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> that, people I mean, always ask what, what, what that devil was in that blue dress. If you don't know, now you know what you watch that movie. <laughs> it's a white woman, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, so we got that, and I feel like this is a segment we'll probably bring back once in a while. I was, you know, I usually try to save that kind of segment for Black History Month, but you know what? Every month is Black History Month when it comes to the geek and the fandom. So we'll probably Every bring that day back. is Black History Month. We're doing a whole month in a day with us <laughs> <laughs> for every single day. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, but 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 you but you have to, you know. I mean, I mean, because to be honest. It's, it's good to give recognition to people that's doing good things, especially people of color, you know? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've been doing good things for this country that hasn't been doing good things back for us. Uh, yeah, so, and we've been doing it. I mean, hell, they built this country in the backs of our ancestors, so. <laughs> Whoa, Jason, you about to go too I'm bringing it. It's Juneteenth is coming up, everybody. <laughs> Y'all better be ready. <laughs> We're going to have our Juneteenth mattress sale, our Juneteenth half off at the strip club. I already got Juneteenth. my Walmart. <laughs> my Walmart ice cream. I went there. Oh, see, I got Walmart. I went in there right now. I bought a gallon. Our Juneteenth zero down on your credit for your hoopty. Like, yeah, we're going to get all a bunch of nasty stuff for Juneteenth, bro. You thought Dr. King was nasty? Man, this Juneteenth about to be an abomination, bro. Cadillacs and Impala is 50% off on Juneteenth. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> All the chicken and watermelon gonna be twenty five cent off, bro. It's gonna be disgusting out here in these streets, man. Menthol uh, cigarettes, <laughs> Lucy's fifty cents. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so, um, let's go to jump into. We're gonna talk about Kenobi today, but I figured before we jump into talking about Obi Wan Kenobi, the first two episodes. I figured, man, we should talk about just Jedi in particular. I know Jason knows and he gets on me because I'm hard on the Jedi, especially Yoda. They're good. But I said, (laughs) let's talk about our top three personal Jedis. Like, who do we think is just above the clip because we just enjoy? Not because maybe they're the best fighter or the best with the Force, but we just enjoy their characterization on screen. So we decided to make our list of our top three Jedi and... Let's go ahead and start with you, Jason. Who was your number three on your list of All Jedi? Right. You're going to be mad at me. But okay. I, I had to put him at number three. It's Mace Windu. <laughs> Mace Windu yeah, we're going to end the show here. Thank you guys for watching the <laughs> Inward for Nerd uh, podcast. Um, it was great while it lasted, guys. Um, 
I don't know what to say. It just I feel like we should all go our separate ways from going here on out because you can't have a black show and the blackest, blackest, blackest black Jedi is okay. All right, sorry. Let's, let's hear the rest of the list before we doubt it. Why? Why is he number three for you, Jason? Because he's the blackest, blackest, blackest Jedi. He's got purple drink <laughs> as his lightsaber. <laughs> it wasn't until you saw Mace Windu that you're like, oh shit, Jedi can be black. <laughs> At least for me. I mean, that came out in 1999. I was like, the Sam Jackson over there. But he didn't say, <laughs> does Mace Windu have to choke a motherfucker out? <laughs> he never said that. So, <laughs> that's why he's lower on the list. If not, if they let Sam Jackson be more Sam Jackson in those movies, he'd be a, he'd be a little bit higher. Also, um, everybody don't, doesn't know this, but Mace Windu officially he beat Palpatine. He won that yes. fight. He, Only reason yeah, he, did. he got this is canon. He beat him. He found a way to, uh, to get to a shadow point, and he legit beat Palpatine. All you fucking Sith people out there who don't think he beat him, no. He beat his ass. All right, that's all I got to say. <laughs> just, that's just another example of how the black man did something successful and the white man, I mean, people try to take it away from him. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving people, not just the white man. Wade, who is your number three Jedi? Um, your top three Jedi? Uh, so I would say number one would be Qui Gon Jinn. Oh, you just jumped to the number one. We were going <laughs> number three. <laughs> he jumped. Okay, well, we, we well, know you're number one now, Qui Gon Jinn. With uh, so why I'm, is he your but number I, but one? I'm a, well, because like so, above all the Jedi, right? Qui Gon is more of even though he's very knowledgeable, he's still a learner. You know, um. I feel like Yoda was pretty much more dogmatic, but like Qui-Gon was pretty much more like open. Uh, he was pretty much like open to the fact that, you know, I, I, I know Anakin is the chosen one, even though he's probably going to make a bad decision. You know, I trust in the force enough to know that he's going to bring balance. And like Yoda is kind of like, you know, he just kind of <laughs> reminds me of like that old, like old dogmatic person that's like, no, 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 I don't trust this man. And, and Qui-Gon is more like, no, man, if you trust the Force, it's going to work out. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I kind of respect how he meets genocide beforehand. <laughs> like, but, but like, I just, I, like, like, no, but, but I just, but I just really kind of like the fact that Qui-Gon is more open. You know what I'm saying? Like, because he, he is the one that showed them how to manifest life after death. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, he was more open to learn as opposed to like, he knew everything. Also, I think Qui-Gon would be the only that I he would offer you a joint. Yeah. And be like, let's smoke this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then and then I mean, Shaq, yeah. Hold on, and we'll, then we'll go around. Here's the better question though. Would Qui-Gon offer you a death stick? They're death sticks. <laughs> <laughs> why is it like who's doing that? Like, why is that a thing? <laughs> Here's a Look. death stick. It's guaranteed to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, people do meth, bro, and we don't understand that either. Um, going to my number three. My number one, number three Jedi of all time. It's kind of a half cheat code, but I'm gonna call it. Um, it's a Ahsoka Tana, man. I think. Oh man, she, oh nice. She's nice. dope, man. She's dope, and I do <laughs> dig the fact that she left the Jedi Order, but she still lives. I think in the purest way of how the light side should work. And I think yeah. that's a really dope, dope thought about it. I know how Jason rebels against gray Jedi, so I will not There's invoke no such that thing. term. Again, I just said, I'm not going to invoke that term, 
But <laughs> if you ever were to terminologically call somebody a great Jedi, I think she would be well, actually, I think Mace Windu would be the closest. But anyway, Mace Windu would be the closest to a great Jedi because yeah, there's no he such uses thing. the dark side in his fight side. But yes, 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 there's no such thing. Um, that is my number three, Ahsoka Tata, uh snips. J- uh, Jason, what is your number? Who's your number two? Jedi? Ahsoka fucking Tano. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> she is the as you said, she is the most probably the most balanced Jedi ever. Well, second mm. most balanced Jedi ever. Yeah. Uh, she understands the way of the Force and also understands that just because she knows the Force doesn't mean she has to be a Jedi, right? Right. So yeah. she knows, unlike Anakin, she's like, I can walk away from this if I so choose to, which is why the Jedi are superior to the Sith in every other way. Because, like, you can leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, you don't have to stay here. Like, you can go anytime y'all want. <laughs> but also, well, let's not also... Um, Negate the fact that she's played by Rosario Dawson, that lady's mm-hmm. <laughs> so facts, hundred percent, hundred percent. Also, so, I think it's a hidden thing that I, I, that I personally, and this is my head canon, and I extrapolate things all the time. So we watched The Mandalorian and we watched um, Boba Fett, and you know that part where you know Luke's there training Gragu, and you know Ahsoka's there. I feel like those are the first seeds of why Luke becomes what he is in The Last Jedi. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that moment are the first seeds of like him understanding that because that's the whole that's this whole rhetoric in The Last Jedi. The force isn't good or bad. It's the users. Like and anytime one side of the force rises up, the other side's gonna meet it because it needs balance. I feel like yeah. Ahsoka's influence in those early stages with Luke was probably why I think he went the route he eventually does go in The Last Jedi when he finally is like fucking him over it. Like but that's just my personal head canon We'll see when she gets her series, if that's anything true with some interaction with her and Luke. Yeah. And I think it's gross that Jason thinks it was some sexual chemistry there. Oh, she boned They They're two different species. They bone. All right? <laughs> they didn't even grow up together. They bone. Anakin <laughs> was like her father. Anakin Luke. was like her older brother at best. And they're two different... <laughs> like her older adoptive stepbrother, okay? Even that. Like, oh, we adopted this kid, and that's, your, that's my stepbrother still. <laughs> so it's like Game of Thrones. He's banging his aunt then. His <laughs> adoptive step aunt. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. As we went on to attack him, wait, who is your number two Jedi of all time? Uh, it would be Yaddle. Yaddle? Yeah. He that said Yoda. you heard him. Yaddle. Yeah, he Yaddle. said that. He ain't stutter. Well, and, but 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 let me say this: like like Yaddle actually was a really strong force user, and like and like what I, what I like about her again, you see Yoda's other side, like you know, like I don't know if you all read the comics, yeah, but like, but yeah. like there was one of the comics where like when you, when you, when Yaddle first joined uh, the High Council, Yoda did not really want her to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's like the one black guy in the group, like another black guy can't join. Like, who the fuck? But but it's like, but see what I like about her, like she's a she was a very dangerous warrior, but she was very peaceful. You know what I'm saying? That's what I liked about it. You know, Mm -hmm. I I, I love a person with 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 power that's humble. Also, with Yoda, she was was a lot younger when she joined the council versus Yoda. She was like 200 years old when she got on the council because she spent like a hundred years. As a prisoner, just studying the force. Yeah, so like when so she like 
I no wonder Yoda the one. She's like, oh, now not only is it, there's another black dude, but he's cooling to me too. Man, fuck this dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, see, but see, that's the thing. Like, don't get me wrong. I like Yoda, but like Yoda was very like he's very dogmatic. Like, shit, yeah. she too old. After, I, I don't know. She too old. It, it, it's kind of like years, you be set your ways too. <laughs> so that's you're trying true. to say that Yoda is like Clarence Thomas? Is that what? That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Dogmatic. I think this is what the black guy. <laughs> <laughs> then one of the black guy you want to counsel. I feel like we're saying Yoda's Clarence Thomas. I mean, I, think, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I mean, honestly, you know, he's very conservative. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, he definitely probably is, you know, a slightly a little bit racist. Uh, yeah. Yoda's Clarence Thomas at the Jedi Council <laughs> was the Supreme Court. Yoda would be Clarence Thomas. I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. That's just how it is. <laughs> yeah, but 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 again, that's what I'm saying. Like Yoda, I mean, don't get me wrong. He, he he's a force to be reckoned with, but like you know, he just was just too dogmatic, you know, about a lot of stuff. And, and, and he seemed like the one Jedi out there, like, if he was wrong about something, he'd just be wrong about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Fucked up the night. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to jump into my number two. My number two is probably the greatest Jedi to ever have the high ground. Yes, Mr. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Your boy, like, Obi-Wan. <laughs> hey, look, man. I was a fan of Obi-Wan when it was Ben, and it was Alec Guinness. And it was like, dude, this old dude's cool as shit, bro. He hanging out in this cave. Like, he's just a baller like that. And then, you know, we get the him and Vader fight in New Hope, where it was like, you know, you strike me down. I'll become stronger than you ever mattered. And Vader was like, man, fuck this shit. And he was like, <laughs> but the best part of it is like how Vader, like, checks the sheets. Like, he steps on him like, oh, what is joking go? Like, yes, he did. <laughs> Yeah. I'll take this lightsaber. Um, but no, Obi-Wan's the man, and I think the prequels, the person that gets the best redemption in the prequels is Obi-Wan. I mean, I mean yeah. he wasn't a bad yeah. character in, the, in the, the original series, but he did only have wasn't enough hope. Right, right. He just had new hope, because Guinness was like, oh, I don't want to do this fake laser crap. <laughs> so, when you get to the prequels, like, Obi-Wan is just the man, and then, you know, later on, you realize that his his style of lightsaber dueling is defensive, and it pretty much is rumored that he has like an impenetrable defense yeah. when he's at his mastery. And I think that is something to be said of like, if you really want to talk about a Jedi way, a guy that isn't a attack, go after you. But a guy that's just like, nah, I'm, a, I'm basically going to let you wear yourself out and then finish you that way. And then let's not forget the homeboys. I mean, he don't give a fuck about using a blaster on you if he got to. Like, <laughs> I would feel to get that pop to the chest. Like, <laughs> do what he got to do. Obi Wan's not beyond the drive by if he needs to. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he gets the work done. <laughs> and I mean, shit, especially when we start talking about this series, we're going to have some real conversations about Obi Wan and fighting. But just the fact that also, and like you said, Qui Gon's probably the only one that will probably pass you a joint. Obi Wan's probably like the only one that we physically see that's like, nah, I'll have a beer. I'll have a drink at the bar. Fuck it. Like, yeah. let's go handle it. Let's- Let's also be honest about Obi Wan. As soon as he what? Jedi, when Yoda told him that the Jedi Order was over, he was out there slaying. He was all like, "Oh, I can fuck now." Let's get it. There's, that's why this should have been. That's why Ray should have been Obi Wan's kid because he probably had 15 kids all over the galaxy at least. <laughs> but but you but you, but you want to know something? But you want to know something go funny? Ahead. Like go back go back to like when Yoda tells uh, Obi Wan, "This city is." You're not strong enough to face him, right? But then you think about it. 
Obi Wan goes to to Anakin, right? Obi Wan pretty much whooped Anakin, but Yoda pretty much had to flee his battle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, 100 percent Oh, I, I'm a Yoda hater. I'm the number one Yoda hater. So you ain't got a piece of me. <laughs> but also, I think it's some dope things about Obi-Wan's character that I always loved and admired. I think that's what drew me to me, especially from the prequels. Like we joke about the high ground thing with the him and Anakin fight, but you do realize like that's something he learned when he fought Darth Maul. And Darth Maul had also, the high ground on him, and he used the only move that you could do to get over that. So when Anakin tried the exact same move, he knew how to cut it. And then the last point is. I know I give a lot of heat to Yoda about the the turning of Anakin and not training him, but let's not forget that Obi-Wan did love a woman that he could not be mm -hmm. with and always denied his urges to be with that woman. That woman got slaughtered and got killed. And so I thought it was always fitting that when he found out that Anakin and Padme, he kind of just let it be. Like, almost to say, like, I lost the love of my life because I didn't make a move and I should have. I'm not going to interfere in yours and be a snitch because I wish I would have probably took the advantages. I think again, I know it's just head cannon. Like <laughs> right, right, right. And I know it's and that's just my head cannon. And I, I don't know if anybody talks about that, but my head cannon is like, yes, he pretty much was like, nah, shoddy, like go ahead and get with your girl because I wish I would have done the same thing because I lost the love of my life. And I think because as a yeah, Jedi, yeah. you can mm -hmm. leave. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I mean, I think but even in the Clone Wars, he says if she would have said the word, he so would have left the quarter yeah. and been with her. Yeah, so. And going back to the whole the high ground thing, also with Obi Wan, uh, he knew that Anakin would have been overconfident, so he probably baited him. It's like, yo, Anakin, I got the high ground, knowing by saying that, hey, Anakin, I got you beat. Anakin's gonna rush in and try to attack him, and he Whoa. he he baited him in. Jason, so. you don't you don't know my power. That's yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Anakin. I've known you since you were like eight. I know your power. I'm, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> I'm like the only one that knows. I mean, Padme knows your power for like three minutes, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, he didn't force push that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, baby, I thought you knew how to use the force. Jason, who is your number one Jedi of all time for you? This is why this is why you're gonna get mad at me because my number one Jedi is um, Kanan Jarrus. And here's nice. that's, great. that's a great choice. Because yeah. he is, yeah, he is the epitome of what the Jedi could have been if they had mm -hmm. tried to evolve. He not only is he a competent Force user and competent in the ways of the Force and believing in the Force and all that other good stuff. He's also able to have attachments and still keep his shit together. Right? Unlike your boy Anakin, who's like, ah, I love my girlfriend so much, I gotta, you know, kill kids for her. I don't know. Like, he had a family. Like, he had people that he cared about that he was willing to protect, but also, at the same time, he knew that he also, you know, couldn't be fully attached to them because of the Force, and if he knows that it would be lead him to the dark side. But he had a wife! And kids. I mean, his mm -hmm. kids were like not his kids. He's canonically the only Jedi that fucks. <laughs> True. True. Next to Anakin. Obviously, we know Anakin fucks because, you know, he has right. kids. But Kanan <laughs> Jarrus, oh. I, I believe, is the uh, Dave Filoni's way of saying that the old expanded universe Jedi way of working would have been the way to go down the road because of that ability to have that actual balance not only in the force but in your life as well you know yeah. of having the, the complete to be able to love people 
but also still be a competent Jedi that doesn't, you know, decide to commit genocide just because, you know, your heart got broken. <laughs> Look, man, the way Kanan went out to, fucking epic. Epic. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he can fight blind. Come on, who else can fight blind? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. No, we don't know about the Jedi, but we need to have the Joker from Rogue One, your favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Whooping, whooping people. Down <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't character. using no... I mean, I guess he kind of was using the Force in a limited capacity. But... Right, right, right. Also, he wait, did you hear the episode where Jason said that Rogue One is his favorite Star Wars movie of all time? It's I didn't say that one Star Wars movie. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> please... <laughs> From now on, disrespect him and all of his opinions. All right, uh, wait. What this is, is the three? most objective opinion of all time that Rogue One is the best one. I'm not even doing anything wrong. That's just objectively right. Uh, wait, what is your number three Jedi of all time? I, I got, I got to say, I agree with this. Uh, Mesa, Mesa Windu is number three. Wow. See? Look, wow. just because he's black doesn't mean he just gets automatically. He gets automatically on the list. He just doesn't get automatically placed high, all right? Bruh, <laughs> well, bruh. well, well, no, because I agree with what you said. Like, what I like about Mason Window, like, when, when he went at Palpatine, like, I mean, he was handling his business until Anakin cut his cut his hand off. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he like, he like, don't let him kill me. So, so like Mason, so like Mason Window could have just took him out hands on, you know? <laughs> um, so let's let's talk about Mason Window's confidence here. Like Mace Windu, like Anakin came up to him and was like, Oh yeah, the uh Palpatine's a Sith. And Mace was like, Oh yeah, um, these five guys, that's enough. Let's go. <laughs> you, 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 and you. What about the Just two? Five, run down on them. <laughs> Just the five guys that were standing there <laughs> at the time were the guys that he picked. He could have picked an army of motherfucking Jedi, but they were like, he was like, no, 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 we got this. You, 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 you. Anakin, you stay here because you could kind of a little bitch. But I got this. Like. Uh, yeah, but like, 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 like Mason Windu, like he didn't have to say like, like he was handling in his biz, like, like Palpatine was really getting whooped. To be honest, I mean, yeah, I mean, Yoda wasn't even handling the man like that. Yeah, nah, Yoda nah. didn't handle the man like that. No, you're right. Yeah, because <laughs> Yoda got like, beat by him. <laughs> yeah, Mason Windu was like, "I'll take all you guys." What do we know? One of those guys was like the clerk that was getting water. Me? <laughs> oh, I get to go on the mission. <laughs> <laughs> My time to shine. First one to die. <laughs> um, oh, she's got leaders. Obviously, going into my number one. I mean, obviously, you two do not know the name of this show and don't know what this show is about because. Mace Windu is my number one because this is a black show, guys. What are we doing in these streets? The only black Jedi y'all going downgrade. I mean, if they would at least oh, gave us no. Finn, then it gave us Finn, I'd have been like, okay, all right, I'll back up off Mace Windu. But we get one brother, and y'all like, yeah, well, he cool and all, but he number three. <laughs> See, y'all just doing what our oppressors do. Y'all just taking all that stuff and pushing it down to be like, Mace no, Windu, oh, no, no, no. Are called cops. When someone when the, the house party too loud, he's like, oh, these kids, oh, they, 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 they oh, I need to come and get these kids. <laughs> yeah, was he an old black cranky youngin? Yeah, he was old black and cranky, but he also was a cat that was like. I don't like that chosen one. That joke ain't the chosen one. And I knock his head off if he come over and talking crazy to me. Only one of the Jedi Council that was like that. Everybody else was like, oh, oh, he's here. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Like, look, and that's why, like, really, that's why he ain't bring Anakin with him. Because he was like, yeah, I'll like take you. all these jokers over this dude because I don't even like you. Like, you good and all, but I don't like you. You sit on the bench. 
Don't step over here because I'll get you handled too. And we better go ride out. But besides all that, I think Mace Windu. What Mace Windu basically did was what your dad usually does when he's about to spank one of the kids, but the other kid just needs to get, get an ass with him. But later, like, oh no, you sit there. <laughs> I'm about to go with this little badass kid over here, but I'm coming back for your ass. <laughs> you right, right. Right, right. <laughs> you do this for how long? You do this for how long? You just telling me now? Oh, nah, you stay home because we about to ride out. Um, but besides that, I, I like Mace Windu because, one, I think, I mean, besides just being a black Jedi, like, people don't realize that he's arguably probably the greatest lightsaber duelist in of all, all of the series. Of and because yeah. of the, the style he uses is uh, Vapad, which, like Jason talked about it before, it channels some of the dark side. It's his ability to fight more ferociously. So that's why if you watch that Palpatine fight, it's very scripted in the sense of, at the beginning, it almost feels like Mace is losing, then it gets even, and then he starts dominating him. Because as the more as he keeps going, he's taking the dark side from Palpatine and transferring it to more strength and more speed and more power for himself. So that's why if you watch that fight, it's kind of like Mace is bam, 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 and then they kind of circle each other. And then Mace is like, oh, it's time to go to work. I got this power now. Slap, yeah. slap, slap, slap take like, this nail, homeboy. <laughs> and with, with that also, like, <laughs> with it also, it shows you that you know Mace Windu also has a complete control and mastery over himself because mm-hmm. the way you use Vapad is that you come close to being a a dark being a Sith basically. You come close yeah. to using the dark side, but you never cross that line. Unlike your pussy right. boy Anakin, who's all like, "Oh, my girlfriend doesn't love me anymore. I want to go and kill babies." <laughs> <laughs> also, I like Mace Windu because, like, again, let's use the wrestling term. No way we understand. They built up Django from the get-go on the Obi-Wan Kenobi fight. Like, they built up Django as a threat. That, like, he can yeah. handle Jedi. He's proficient in fighting them or whatever. Mace takes this joke out in two strokes. Like, it wasn't yeah. even a competition. <laughs> it was, like, grand opening, grand closing. Like, get up out of here. <laughs> Son, pick your, pick your dad's head up, and both of y'all bounce. Like, like, also, <laughs> let's just start the trope that uh, characters played by Sam Jackson hate dudes named Django. Oh my god, you're right. Oh, I never put that together. <laughs> my mind just exploded. Wait, did your mind just explode there? My just exploded there. <laughs> oh man, I, I don't even know where to go from here. I think we gotta shut down the show. Like, <laughs> Oh, come on, Coach. Mace Windu was not terrible. Uh, Coach, I hate it too, brother. That's why I need to put that comment up there. Coach put number one is Darth Maul. Darth Maul ain't even a Jedi. That's why I ignored all the conversation. When you say something like that, you get ignored, man. Everybody, this picture right here. This is the guy. Shit your head to. Yeah. No, don't do that. Don't put it back there like that. Yeah, yeah, put Darth Maul as the number one Jedi. Hey, motherfucker, ain't even a Jedi, bro. Anyway. But that is our top three, guys. If you guys disagree or join, or put your top three of Jedi down. I would love to see your list, and I will criticize your list. And Mace Windu is not number one because you forgot which section you're commenting on or which show you're commenting on. But other than that, man, well, let's go and jump into um, what everybody's been waiting to, to see and understand. The Obi-Wan Kenobi show series that started on Disney+. Plus. Uh, they, they, they released the first two episodes. So this is set between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. But more importantly... For people like Wade and Jason, this is set after Bad Batch and Solo, but before Rebels. So if you're looking for the direct yeah. point of where it's this is set, if you watched everything, that's where 10 it years is. after after the end of uh, Revenge of the Revenge. Sith. Yeah, but it would be Absolutely. 
five years before the start of Rebels, yep. which is yep, yep, yep. four years before the start of A New Hope. <laughs> yes. Look, at it. that's why I love having Jason on the show. Break it down. Or three we're years. Gonna do it. Or we're going to do it like we do it every single time. Wait, what is your what's up this review of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus? So I would say like the first episode, I love how they uh, introduced Re- uh, Reva, you know. Um, I, I like how they started it out with a recap, you know, of uh, Revenge of the Sith and show like how, how all the Jedi like pretty much got killed. Show what happened in the temple. I, I like that they introduced the new Jedi. I, I think her name was like like minus Veta, some minus Veta or something like that. And um, I'm pretty sure that they're, they're probably going to probably have more content coming out about her soon. But I mean, overall, I thought it was nicely done. I mean, All right, I, freeze I like there, they... freeze there, freeze there. <laughs> There's a lot of commas in that sentence. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Jason, what is your what's in this review of Obi Wan Kenobi? Hold your horses. Hold your horses. Here we go. <laughs> we can stop sharing my screen. <laughs> That's my one sentence review. <laughs> Kenobi. Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. um, my one sentence review is Obi Wan Kenobi is a mix of John Wick and Taken. Sentence <laughs> review of this one. All right, wait. Go jump back into it. What do you think about Obi Wan Kenobi's first two episodes? I'm sorry. I froze there a little bit. What you say? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Jump right on in there. What do you think of Obi-Wan Kenobi's first two episodes? You could go into your full review now. Oh, well, yeah. I, I think the first episode was like like really nicely done. I, I I like how they like introduced like the, the inquisitors and stuff. Um and then and then I, I kind of like how they like um May River, like kind of like uh Reva Rebel, whatever her name is. Uh, I, I kind of like how they made it. Like, like she, she kind of scares me a bit because, like, she out of control. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, she cut the lady hand off. <laughs> Did she? I, I mean, like, it's like it's like they can't control it. Like, it's crazy. Absolutely. She's that Sith Inquisitor that, like, everybody's like, oh, we got to hang out with her. <laughs> like, we <laughs> oh, all bad I, people, but she's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't invite her to no cookouts. Just, just let her chill. Let her chill. Jason, what are you yeah. doing? Dude, uh, it, you know, we, I am a Star Wars fan, obviously. Uh, what I love about the show is nostalgia without the hamminess of it, I guess. Like, uh, I want to compare this to like the solo movie. Even though I enjoy the solo movie, they all, I mean, we, we're probably, we're only two episodes into this and of six. And they're probably going to, you know, totally fuck this up somehow. But in the solo movie, they did things like, oh, this is how Han Solo got those dice or whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck. Why is this a part of the story, like, that he gets dice or whatever? I don't care. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? In this movie, is, or this show, is like, Let's see Obi-Wan at his lowest point in his life do something awesome, right? Like do something that like brings him back to the old old ways. We don't need to know, you know, how he got to Tatooine or 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 you know 
how he ends up going to most Isaac or whatever. We just need to see him in a day of the life of, of Obi-Wan doing some, yeah. you know, badass shit and still trying to hide. And let's just, you know, let's call a spade a spade. Ewan McGregor, is, this is the part that he was born to play, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's been a travesty that he has yeah. not played this part in, like, 20 years, Because right? he just, he is as good as Obi-Wan, or playing Obi-Wan like Alec Guinness played Obi-Wan, but better than Alec Guinness ever did. And Alec Guinness is a phenomenal actor. <laughs> like, and it's it's just, for me, it's just so heartwarming and yeah, and yeah. like even if the if these the storyline turns out to be terrible or or it's not because we know I don't like prequels. I we know that there's the stakes aren't very all that high because we know he's gonna at least you know live to, to get killed by Darth Vader on the Death Star. Mm-hmm. That's not a spoiler, that's what happens. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so like obviously, you know, nothing's gonna happen to Obi-Wan, but like it's still fun to see him have these, like you know, use his wits and his, his his charm and his, and his you know, just general badassery to try to solve this this thing of. And I don't want to spoil for for people who haven't seen it yet. But what I, I guess this is a spoiler review. Go in and save young, uh, precocious Princess Leia, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's. I mean, for me, this is just like. Like an old friend has come back to give you a nice warm hug, and he's not brought. Yeah, he's been in jail for the last twenty years. So and he's not asking you for no money. He's not coming. He's just coming here, and y'all having a couple of beers, and y'all just hitting hitting the old times, right? <laughs> so yeah, that's my review of the show. It's just it's just like an old nice little hug. So far, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we're, we're talking episodes one and two. I. <clears throat> I have two beefs, and I'll go to my first beef. My first beef is I wish, and it's, we had the same similar conversation when we watched The Matrix yeah. Resurrection. I wish they would have slow walked the depression. Like, he he lost everything. He lost technically his purpose. Now, granted, they gave him a new family. purpose. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he lost, lost purpose, everything. He lost his job. And, <laughs> right, right. And it's like, I kind of wanted to live in that depressive state for a little bit. I wanted to, us to feel yeah. as an audience how important all of this loss was. And I thought they were going there because when you open up with Order 66 in the Jedi Temple, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, they may be going to give me what I want. They're going to show this. And I hate to say it, like, this beating down withered Obi-Wan, a la, like, Logan. You know, yeah. and it's just things ain't he's going right. He's just trying to make... Right, right. It's just... Money. <laughs> right, right. He's just getting treated like shit. And they had the moments like that, but I felt like it was... Okay, we showed you a little bit of it. Now you can imagine this is what he did for 10 years. And let's just go to the part that everybody wants to see. So I wish we would have, like, at least for one full episode, that just would have been it. Le- left us like, oh, man, is this going to be like Boba Fett again, just slow? And then episode two really ramp it up. Also, why have we not gotten a diehard, diehard-like movie in a Jedi temple when Order 66 happened? Like, oh, can you imagine awesome. getting a youngling, like a youngling that's like but then 13, that would mean. 14, we would have to add another living Jedi <laughs> to the camp. Hey, Rogue One, so that you can get popped at the end. You can get popped at the end. That motherfucker can make it right out the door and be like, I'm going to get on the fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Ricky from Boys in the Hood. Ricky thought going to get away. Homeboy pulled out the gat. Cacao. Hey, we could have had a Ricky like well, what, 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 what I mean, what, what, what I mean I'm, I'm British. I'm pretty sure they they're gonna add more survivors though, you know. I mean, 
at this point, they killed less Jedi. Because <laughs> there's like a hundred of these dudes live. Like, were they even looking for these guys? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, especially if, I, if I were Darth games. Vader, I would give all of them a, a, a strict dressing down. Like, look, there's like 300 of these dudes left, and there was only 150 to begin with. I don't know why we get more Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, I agree with you about Obi-Wan Kenobi being just so great on it. My second thing is, I don't think we needed the young Leia thing. I, I feel mm-hmm. like I get afraid when they bring back these legacy characters in different roles and atmospheres of it. it. It just, it feels cringy to me because it's like, okay, well, and I know they, they're trying to make that link to New Hope where she asks for Ben Kenobi's help and yada, 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 and they kind of gloss over why she called him Ben Kenobi in the in the recording, I mean, Obi-Wan Kenobi in the recording and not Ben Kenobi, because that's what everybody... And So I get it all, but I feel like we, we don't need I've any Skywalker. Oh, okay, I'll let you go on that theory. Yeah. Matter of fact, go for the theory now while you're here. Go ahead, go well, ahead. She knows, well, let's just say, like, Ben Kenobi is the guy that saves her. So, yes. in the in the New Hope, when uh, Luke runs in there, and she's like, who are you with? He's like, I'm with Ben Kenobi. She's like, you're with Ben Kenobi? Where is he? Right? She doesn't really know who Obi-Wan Kenobi is. She thinks that's another right. <laughs> so when she's asking for Obi Wan's help, she's asking for the Jedi who her father hung out with. She's not asking for Ben. Mm, that's a good point. So uh, when she thought, heck, when, yes, when she hears that Ben's there, she's like, "Oh, Ben, he's cool. He's the one that saved me when I was a kid." This is all fucking made up since the last two days, obviously. That's a good theory. I like that. I like that line. That kind of fills the gap. But I wish it would have been another child or even i would have even wouldn't have been i would have been happy if it was a youngling like someone had brought the youngling and he was like now i know it's 10 years later so let's say the guy would have been 12 or 13 because he went to the jedi council very early and maybe somebody let this like three-year-old escape through the back door because it's a fucking three-year-old which i know doesn't hold with canon but like i would have loved if it was a youngling it totally holds with canon because there's a lot of kids out there So, like, I wish that would have been true. And I think it would have played smartly into the the theme of it because when he denies the other Jedi that came asking for help, and he was like, my advice, bury your lightsaber, go back to town and, like, forget all this. Like, so I think him doing that and then seeing as the Joker hang from the Raptors, when somebody would have came to him with a youngling that needed help, I think that would have been a very good moment for him to be like, I let this dude down. I can't let another one down. I got to get back in action. I think that would have been better for the mythos, but also I think it would have been better for it because it's a very awkward conversation with him and Uncle Owen when he goes, oh, you told me when a cat child starts showing, you're going to send him to me for training. But Obi-Wan yeah, makes it seem like shit. he's disillusioned. <laughs> right, right. But he makes it seem like he's disillusioned with like yeah. doing the Jedi thing, thing anymore. So yeah, so it's weird that he's like, nah, when he starts showing, bring him to me. Now, I don't know if it's because he wants to protect them for because maybe Vader was sent him at that point. Who knows? I just thought it was very off character to be like, hey, I'm done with the Jedi thing. But when this guy's old enough to be trained, I'm back in it. Like, just very back in the game. Outside of those beefs, man, I love this fucking shit, bro. I love Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I love Obi-Wan Kenobi, too, when he's in his most Obi-Wan Kenobi-ness, in which that is fighting jokers without a lightsaber. That is my favorite <laughs> yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I love it. <laughs> when Obi-Wan Kenobi is giving people their biz without using a lightsaber, I love it because people always feel like once you get a Jedi off his lightsaber, they're useless. And Obi-Wan's just shown consistently over a bunch of movies that he got them hands and he will <laughs> yeah. put them hands on you and he will put you though. Know, and then um listen, that's, we can talk about the um the Walter White moment 
in the in the cell. <laughs> like that was awesome yeah. as hell too. Like I feel like they were like, hey, what are all the greatest action scenes that people love? Let's just throw it in this first second episode. Um, another thing I like too is like the showing of the universe hasn't pretty much disregarded the Jedi because you know by the time we get the New Hope, they like according to Han, they had like the Jedi were like this far gone. Cult that just never existed. What are you talking about? I never heard no Jedi. What is this? I don't even know. Right, right. <laughs> of course. Blah, 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 blah. But like, I love the fact that it's like you have scammers out there pretending to be Jedi. That was dope as hell. Yeah. And he's like, you're not by yourself. You have friends and help. So it's like, yes, people appreciate that these peacekeepers for hundreds of years, thousands of thousands years, thousands of years, fail, yeah, fail. <laughs> and they're still like, nah, we still fucks with the Jedi because they kept us safe for thousands of years. So I thought that was a nice touch because New Hope makes it feel like motherfuckers got brain white with the men, men, men in black stick and forgot about <laughs> Jedi in this universe. It was like, oh, Jedi, it's just some wizards, blah, blah, blah. Like, even like, yeah. even Vader's people. How the fucking New that- Hope, like, you, you're hanging out with Darth Vader and you don't know that, like, the Jedi shit's real. Like, you know, uh, anyway, but I did appreciate like, that uh, you kept that in there. Obi Wan should have been Snoop Dogg in 1995 Source Awards. Like, what, y'all don't got no love for the Jedi? <laughs> y'all <laughs> forgot about it, that we've been laying down these dope beats? <laughs> and let it be known then. I feel like it be known. that award show more than any other show in the history of shows and podcasts. But, it seems like every other week we go back to that. <laughs> I, don't even listen, I don't even listen to hip-hop all that much, but that was like a formative time in my life. Right? <laughs> that one award show, like... It it's the, it made me the man I am today. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, and then the last part I got the last part of my review is the reveal of him not knowing that Anakin survived and Vader oh. was that was so I I had oh. goosebumps I oh, had goosebumps goodness. bro. <laughs> um, it, it like it was just it was crazy to me that he's like oh you didn't know he was still alive that Anakin Skywalker is still alive I'm like goosebumps 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 I'm like oh my god like. Obi-Wan's been sitting on this desert for 10 years thinking he finished the, at least one of them. Like, I mean, you know, honestly, he, he was like, dude, I, when I left that dude, he was burnt alive and like there was yeah. nobody else there. He should be dead. Like, I didn't yes. have to go in there and, and nudge him back into the lava. But I feel like also that makes him a bit afraid too, though, you know? Oh, yeah. He's got to be like, this man. Well, I burned you alive. Yeah, <laughs> and you she still alive. I sense your fear. Remember, she makes a comment like, "I can sense your fear." Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I be shook too. Like, I mean, I mean, but what, what, but what? What do you think about stab, stab, stabbing the other Inquisitor? You know. All right, so that will probably be my my one biggest like what the fuck moment because the Inquisitor <laughs> does not die until Kane and Jarrus. Like until he basically commits suicide, cause he's like, I'm not going back to Vader, losing. Nah, bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what he's he's so dead, dead. I guess okay. in the next episode yeah. or so, they're gonna be like, oh, we got him all patched up, and he's just gonna be looking at Raven like <laughs> side eye her the whole entire time. But also, yeah, but that, I, but I think. Go ahead, go ahead, Wade. But I, I, I gotta say that chick definitely got some type of issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like. Issues. I got some mommy issues coming with her because I'm like, I know we saw. saw. She got. I mean, obviously, you know, the empire got like at least a couple of black people out back there because she got her hair all nicely (laughs) did. Which I want to. I want to see them night hair salon moment where you know the inquisitor walks in and they're like, "Oh, child, here comes Reba." You know. (laughs) 
mean, I mean, they, they, I mean, but they just better hope she don't snap on them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, we're gonna do what? What's... Beauty shop for Grand Inquisitors? That's the spinoff we're trying to get. Okay. <laughs> also, let's talk about Mr. Han coming back for uh, being uh, what's his name, eighth brother, or whatever he was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's Han from from Justice for Han. You know, yep. actually. Better than he's ever been in any other movie. <laughs> yeah. Very true. But also, uh, I want to talk about Third Sister here. Uh, yeah, she might convince me to be a Sith. That is, <laughs> uh, that, and for y'all who don't know, I am a Jedi purist, guys. I do not fathom why anybody liked the Sith. That is how much I'm into the Jedi. And, and we've over here going, Maybe a red lightsaber would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that wouldn't be such a bad life. I don't know. I get to hang out with these people. This sounds like a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I, I, I mean, evidently, she, she has some type of personal beef with Kenobi. You know. <laughs> right, probably. right. I wonder how that's going to unveil too. Like. Oh, this is somebody rumored that. that she probably was a former Jedi. That's people were saying that she might have been a former well, Jedi. She could have been one of the, the younglings in that first scene. That's probably yeah. the rumor that she's one of those, the, especially yeah. when it's like, we got to run away. Because a lot of the Inquisitors were younglings or former Jedi to begin with, or whatever, that were raised by, obviously, the comforting parenting of Darth Vader and the Emperor Palpatine. Uh, I, I, I mean, I mean, did, I mean did, did he discipline her in class or something? I don't know. You know what I'm <laughs> let's just oh, be honest. But let's, I'm going to throw this out here and please don't cancel me for saying this. But Obi-Wan's probably one of her baby dads. She needs that child support money. Oh, God. There <laughs> it is. We saw the connection. We saw the connection. She don't want to kill him. She doesn't want to check. <laughs> yeah, because she wants to try to get him to Lord Vader, the law, the police, because you ain't paid. I see what you're saying. I'm right there with you. Third eye open, baby. I see what you're saying. Um, I was no, 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 no. He a dirty, down dirty dog. <laughs> no, but, but, but I mean, even Vader's not that reckless. You know what I'm saying? I mean, don't get me wrong. He, he was, he, he, he was focused on killing them kids, though, you know. Yeah, but he threw, a, he threw his boss down a, a tunnel for his kid. He was like, man, fuck that boss. Fuck this job. My kid want me. Um, <laughs> Vader's a more responsible parent. He, he would definitely pay child support. <laughs> right. Oh, you made me forget what I was going to say about this. <laughs> I don't think I know. Well, I guess with that being said, I guess we've completely gone completely off the rails, and um, let's <laughs> let's bring it back together in this one. Um, what is re- the rating for Obi Wan's Kenobi's first two one episode one and two? A way if you're familiar with it, five is it's a classic. One means it's some straight trash. Uh, Jason, what would you give it? I'm gonna give it a four point five out of five, only because I, I think it a five because of the what the fuck moment happens at the end of the show. Also, I to- it's totally a joke. I don't think all black women have baby daddy issues. It's just a joke, guys. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm glad you cleared that up. Oh, uh, wait. Yeah, what, would you rate- <laughs> what would you rate Kenobi uh, one, episode one and two? Uh, I would say one is a five, two is a four. Okay. Okay. So 4.5 is the balance? Yeah. <laughs> it balances out to a two. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I'm gonna go. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm you know I'm caping for Star Wars, so I'm giving it a five because that's my man Kenobi. I'm here for it. <laughs> Second favorite Jedi of all time. I think I have his lightsaber in the drawer. I meant to bring it out, but anyway, um, I'm going to five on it. But look here, man. If Disney can make movies as well as they do the series for Star Wars, exactly. we have some hope. We have some hope. Exactly. I mean, like, I don't understand. Like, you know, I, I get they want big name directors to direct their movies and stuff because that will probably get people like the, the casuals in. But if you had like Dave Filoni, John Favreau, and and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard making these movies, mm-hmm. they would be they'd be new classics all over again. We wouldn't be. And of course, it'd still be the same fanboys. Like, oh God. This, Jedi isn't white, so it sucks. But ninety five percent would be like, "Oh no, that shit was awesome! Give us more! Here's all of our money." Hundred percent, hundred percent. Now, now, do you all think Mace Mace Windu's still alive? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I keep all hope alive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right, right, right. Look, Darth Maul got cut in half and fell down an endless hole. And he's still alive. Yeah. Mace Windu just got his arm cut off and thrown out of a window. Yeah, that dude's definitely still alive, right? <laughs> he's still, still <laughs> on Coruscant, yeah. probably pushing his shopping cart past the temple, you know, side eye into the Emperor, like, I'm going to get you one day, motherfucker. He's going to get some hands when I get him. <laughs> right? One day. <laughs> it's old as hell. It's old. It's old as hell. I'm going to get that motherfucker one day. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker dead, got cloned. He like, nah, I'm waiting my turn. I'm waiting my turn. <laughs> oh man, well wait, man, it's a pleasure, man. I appreciate you coming on and joining us. Um, before you leave, I need you to settle a debate for us really quickly because oh, no, I feel like you're the expert in the field here for it. All right, <laughs> who is the better wrestler, Bret Hart or Owen Hart? Come on, this is. I, I got I got to say uh Bret Hart. You're hey. <laughs> the excellence of execution, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, Jason. Don't forget that ever again. <laughs> Owen yeah. Hart is a wrestler's wrestler. You guys want to pick everybody wants to be Madonna, but no one ever wants to be uh Cindy Lauper, all right? That's just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that Madonna may have, Madonna may have sold more <laughs> records. Sidney Lauper is the artist, all right? Let's get <laughs> Ooh, okay, all right, all right. Um, it's getting way. It was a pleasure having you on. Uh, shout out where people can find you, man. Where people can look you up and some. I know we had you um some stuff from your film, but where can they find you at? And I'm gonna put your link to your film and everything in our description so people can look at some of your work. And man, like I said, there's some good stuff in there. I, I hope everybody gets a chance to go watch it and look at it and enjoy it and comment and give us some feedback too. We'll give Wade some feedback. Wade may not want no feedback. He may want y'all to shut the hell up and let an artist be an artist. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm on Instagram, Wade Jedi 99 on Instagram. And then my Vimeo is Wade Filmmaker, three sevens on Vimeo. Awesome. Okay. And what is it again? We say your Instagram is get one more time for the for the people in the back. It's Way Jedi ninety nine. All right, Way Jedi. I, I know. Guys. I, I know. I know. I know. Yoda would have told me I'm too old not to be a Jedi, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Luke was 18 and let, Yoda was like, yeah, come on over. Let's. Uh, I guess I can t- teach you a couple moves, I suppose. Yeah, because, <laughs> because, that was, because that was his last hope. Oh, well, there's still one more. But yeah, he was like, I yeah, I mean, shit. I, I would have been like, look, I'm I'm only thirty, and you like, well, you well, you you like eight hundred now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, so compared to you, I'm still an infant, so you can totally tell me what to do. <laughs> I will definitely so join I, your call. <laughs> but I'm gonna definitely uh, put Wade's information on down there. I just followed him in, on Instagram as well right now. I have his tag. I'll put it in the description below, guys. Like I said again, wait, wait. The the seat is always open. Anytime you want to come and sit down with us and. Chop up Star Wars or any movie, anything that you want to dig on. You got my email. You just hit me up. Let me know, man. And we'll you, again. You always have a seat here with us, okay, brother? All right, I got you. Thanks again. I appreciate you all. All right, now, man. That's Wade Simmons, guy, wrestler, pro wrestler, filmmaker, filmmaker. Star Wars, Star Wars enthusiast, Star Wars legend, Star Wars historian. I mean, <laughs> you just title at the title at the title. Like, soon, you're going to have to, like, you and Jason, I'm going to have to just do, like, that guy back in medieval times. And when I announce you, pull out the damn scroll and be like, <laughs> <laughs> Jedi in training, but Yoda's being a hater. Uh, just a whole <laughs> list of things. <laughs> but I appreciate you getting away, man. And uh, well, me and Jason are taking from here because we got a review. Top, Top gun. gun, Maverick. Man, you have All a good right, night, thanks brother. Again. You thanks It's been great. Man, we nothing have nothing but illustrious guests on this show, man. I'm telling you guys, <laughs> that was fun. Real, yeah, real talk. <laughs> anybody ever want a guest on the show? You hit me up, email me, find a way to get a hold of me on my socials. We can do it, man. Like I love, we love to talk nerd stuff, and we love to have people in from the community to talk nerd stuff. And I know yeah. we're. More pro blackish, but we take you. I mean, hell, our third host for the longest time was a white dude that was uh, Irish. But why is the white dude? Because he's yeah. from the motherland of white people, which is Ireland. <laughs> so, like, hey. not like your Boston, like, oh, we're Irish, kind of Irish. No, like, he was actually from the, the, the island of Ireland. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you don't get no whiter than that unless you're like Polish or something. I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, what we're saying is we'll just take you downtrodden. We'll take all your yeah. people. Let's go. We'll take you. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, he settled the debate for us, so I mean, I know you're going to no, continue that, that to feel. We got to ask gonna, every <laughs> person that comes up here that question, <laughs> and then we got to aggregate score. <laughs> <laughs> that that'd be unfair to to Bret Hart, man, disrespecting him like that. He'll probably he, you know what, Bret Hart himself will probably say Owen Hart because of he's course that kind he of would. <laughs> He'll probably because he's that kind of guy. With that being said, after more than thirty years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators. Pete Maverick Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. Training a detachment of graduates for a special assignment, Maverick must confront the ghost of his past and his deepest fears, accumulating in a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice from those who choose to fly it. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the summary of Top Gun Maverick. As we do it every time, Jason, what is your one sentence review of Top Gun Maverick? The first Top Gun compared to this movie is a bottom gun. <laughs> Think about it, guys. <laughs> uh, I go Top Gun trades in homoeroticism for Mission Impossible Light, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Jason, what are your thoughts and review on Top Gun Maverick, my friend? Ooh, wait, did I come be, be with this warned, Spoilers will be going. Spoilers Spoil- will be going. Okay, we're going to go full spoilers. Cool. That's great. Yeah. I, it's it's going to be hard to talk about this without spoiling it. 
when I came to this movie, I really was not looking forward to this whatsoever. We just recently reviewed Top Gun, the original one, uh, from 33 years ago. Uh, and it was bad. It was bad. Top Gun is a bad movie. Let's just be honest. It's a bad movie. Uh, this Top Gun is not a bad movie <laughs> in many ways. Uh, I actually was quite entertained, uh, quite uh, emotionally moved uh, throughout the journey. Now, there are some bad spots. Uh, I believe the whole last half of the third act was some cheesy feel-good <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> but up until that point, I was digging it a lot. Uh, the most, uh, I guess the best parts of this movie or the were kind of like are better than the best parts of the previous film, which is the dog fighting scenes and the uh, the fight scenes, which in this film, Tom Cruise and all the other actors are actually in planes flying around and doing that shit. And you can tell, and it's actually, and it's a lot more kinetic. It's a lot more visceral. It's a lot more like in the moment, right? Like this is like, it's, and you don't see this anymore because it could, and even though there's a, still a lot of CG in this, uh, there's a lot of practical just jets flying around doing jet shit. And like mm-hmm. actually in this movie, they're actually like kind of like doing the things they're saying they're doing, right? Rather than this stock beef footage like in the last one. So that part was really, really cool to see. It's really, I mean, obviously the reason why Tom Cruise became a producer was so he could put himself in these situations and like, I want to fly a F-18, so I'm going to get to fly one. And that's what he did in this movie, which is better for it for this movie. Um, the I the uh, story with uh, him and uh, Rooster, which is who is the son of Goose. For those who don't remember, Goose was his uh, backseat pilot. I don't know what to call him. Yeah, uh, yeah, wingman or whatever. Why. No, his wingman is the other plane on his wing. I, so he's his his, his co pilot, and Goose died in the first one. Spoiler alert for a 33-year-old movie. So, like, there is... So, when Rooster shows up, who also happens to be a pilot like his dad, like, because that's how movies work, uh, there is definitely a palpable tension, but it's not only because Maverick killed his father. And it's... This movie really boils down to that Maverick really wanted to be a more fatherly role to Rooster, but some of his actions after his father died led them to be even more tension than just the fact that he killed his dad. Or he didn't kill his dad, he got his dad killed. But I, and I felt that that was a really great emotional core to the movie, especially to the actual stakes. Because in this movie, there's actually a reason why they're doing this. In the last movie, they're just in Top Gun for fucking fun. And then they tack on this like battle mission at the end. Just, I don't know why. Because. Just because. In this one, they actually, it's not really they're in Top Gun, they actually got a whole lot of pilots that were already Top Gun graduates and they are actually training for an actual mission to actually do something. And I feel like that like led to the stakes. Like we have to like achieve this goal together or else, you know, America is going to, I don't know, America less. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the only reason I can think of that they could do this. But there was actually stakes to this and actually stakes to their training it's like, if we don't get this right, and what they were, I guess, told to do was pretty hard for them. At least the movie makes it seem like it was pretty hard. If any actual pilots watch this and say, oh, we could have done that shit easily, um, please let us know. But, like, in the movie, they make it say, oh, this shit's going to be 
super hard. That's why we have to train for it. And even right. if we train for it, we probably are going to die doing this. And and I think, and that really, really is uh, leads to the um, emotionality of it, to the to the to the uh, the pressure that these these young pilots are facing. Or actually, they're all in their thirties. They're actually all my age, so they're not young pilots at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I think where it falters in this movie is definitely at the end because even though they have these really high stakes and really like uh you know do or dire situations spoiler it all works out in the end <laughs> like uh in the first movie goose dies this one no one even gets a bloody nose i mean one guy <laughs> nearly passes out and nearly crashes but oh no no two people crash but everybody's mm-hmm. fine so in that respect it's kind of bloodless and even i'm not wanting people to die everybody but it's a movie. They're fake people anyway, so who cares if they die? But <laughs> you want there to be, like, an actual, like, consequences to their action. And and sort of in this movie, they kind of, like, pull back on the consequences, you know, because they're in war, you know? I mean, obviously, they're doing war shit, you know? If you do yeah. war shit, people die. And then this movie is like, oh, no, war shit's fun. We all are just having fun. So that's the biggest, like, takeaway or the biggest downgrade to this movie is that even though they do a really good job of telling you that the stakes are so high, they don't really have any consequence to it. And I, I think that's a detriment to it. But honestly, I would have been totally bummed out if any of these characters died. <laughs> I'd have like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Not payback or or which is also cool about this movie is that like I know some of these characters' names. Like and they actually have like, and this is the one of the biggest uh, flaws of the first movie. They only had one black dude, and he says like four words. This one, they have plenty of black dudes saying plenty of things, <laughs> all over the place. In fact, one of the black dudes gets to fly as a wingman at, on on the mission, you know, and a Hispanic mm-hmm. dude and a lady. <laughs> so, so um, I would have been bummed if any of them died, but they, one of them should have died. Hopefully, and not not Bob. Bob's precious. <laughs> yes, yes, sacred Bob. Sacred Bob, um, he's precious. Swaddle that guy up and hug him. But yeah, I um, enjoyed this movie. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna address the death <laughs> one, and because uh, actually, Coach Wu called me, and that was his biggest complaint too. Was nobody died, so I'm gonna address that in the end because I'm gonna tell you what I told him that I agree with you all, but I think it's a reason from what the movie sets up, and we'll go through that. And I think you kind of know too, but we'll get to that point when we yeah. cross it. All right, guys, if you really want to know what's gonna sell this movie to you, if you really want to know why this movie is fucking awesome, is that. Imagine a movie where you get to watch people try to hit the Death Star over and over (laughs) and over and over and over again. But it's never boring because the scenes are so intriguing and so fun that you're with it. It literally is. Go go ahead, Jason. (laughs) Not just hit the Death Star once, but it has to do it once. (laughs) Twice, right. (laughs) Back to back. It's that. It is literally them trying to hit the Death Star in, in New Hope twice. And try to live to get home after they do it. And that's what's so dope about it is because they do it and, it, it, you know, they show it and Maverick has his issue. So, one, the first thing I want to watch in this movie and I'm like, man, Maverick still hasn't grown up at 30-something years. And I'm like, <laughs> how is this still a thing? How is he not dishonorably discharged? How did he not get rid of this dude? Well, blah. How but is he not in federal something. prison? <laughs> right, right. But the movie does something that I'm like, which, if you're a real military person, you're calling BS. But for most of us that are not, I thought the movie did something very, very smart. They made it very known 
over and over and over again that Iceman is always saving fucking Maverick's ass when he's fucking up. <laughs> and they make Iceman like pretty much like the top of the top guy. Like he's the guy because they even talk to Maverick and go, you should be at least at least a two-star general at this point, like with all your acc- accolades. So my assumption is that Iceman got to that level. And every time Maverick Fs up, Iceman finds a way to cover it up <laughs> or shift him or put him in another department. And I thought that was a good way to justify that Maverick is still reckless, but is still in the league and still in the game and still being a fire pilot because it had been very hard if they would have never addressed that and him just being like, yeah, I just yeah, obey I just... orders all the time. <laughs> I do what I want. Like <laughs> the military. I don't give a fuck about no orders. <laughs> right. I'm so I, do like, <laughs> I do like that because, you know, what about I always say on this show? Sometimes you just got to just do a line. Do a line to yeah. justify some things. Well, they repeat that line a lot during this show to be like, <laughs> if you ain't got the message yet, this is why he's still here because of Iceman. Uh, I thought that was really good too. Uh, like you said, the dogfight scenes are amazing. It's some of the best. I know when we reviewed Red Tails, and I said, why does this movie not get enough pop for how good the fight uh, the fight scenes and dogfighting is? This one, I don't think it's as good as Red Tails because Red Tails is more fictional in its display of the dog fighting this one takes a more harsher realistic feel but it's still just as good the cockpit scenes are amazing uh the tension in them doing the runs is mm-hmm. such and like even with the stake like you said the stakes aren't really there in those practices but you feel it you want them to succeed you want them to be able to get this because it seems like it's impossible to do um the biggest improvement in this movie is tom cruise is likable Maverick is likable <laughs> as hell. He is good Tom Cruise in this. Like, you root for him. You want him to succeed. You want him to win. And the fact that they show that he did learn at least one lesson from the original one is that, like, I need to be a team player and I need to protect the people on my team by doing the right thing when it comes to these things, to, to fights and to a mission. That is something I thought that was an improvement, but you can chalk that up to the death of his partner. But still, at the end of the day, at least he still didn't lose that fundamental part of him that's like, I don't want to lose anybody else because I remember what that felt like. And that was a pretty good scene. And I love, and that goes to my thing about people dying. So it's an exchange in there. That's very subtle, but it's important when they, when Maverick is talking about how to run this, make this run. And he's talking to John Ham's character. Who's a higher rate. Maverick. Yeah. (laughs) And Maverick is like, the only way they can do this run and everybody can come back home is doing it this way that I'm teaching them. And John Hamm's character is like, nah, we can go up a little higher. They can do this and do this. Well, we'll lose a bunch of people, but at least we'll accomplish the mission. And he's like, and Maverick's like, no, I'm not going to do this. Everybody comes home. Everybody comes home. And I think because the movie, and he he says that a lot. If you think about it, it's like three times in the movie. It's a very everybody comes home speech. I think that's why the movie didn't kill anybody to hit home that they did it Maverick's way and it worked out. Mm -hmm. I think, I'm with you. I think one death should have happened. I think the death should have been Maverick because the moment that he does something very, very courageous, that should have yeah. been the end of him. That should have but, been the end of him. <laughs> right, right. And then, and like I said, and then that's when I said to myself, I was watching in the theater, ain't nobody trying to see no damn Top Gun with motherfuckers running in the snow. Like, we don't fucking <laughs> Top Gun see three, that. Where they're just <laughs> not flying planes. <laughs> right. But I will say this out of that moment was probably, and this would maybe buy into the moment. Because I was like, I don't really want to see Top Gun for that. But probably the funniest moment of the whole movie happens in that next scene when he get, meets up a rooster. That exchange is great. That is it's so great. much. That's so good. I laughed out loud. It, right. I did too. I and I was out. like, okay, just because they gave me that scene, I'll accept 
then I got to watch this other bullshit. So, but then it sets up a very interesting final dog fight because again, the same thing, the movie, the movie does a great job of, Hey, we're going to nail home the important things that you should know over and over and over. It's almost mm-hmm. like being in the military. We're getting briefings of the same stuff over and over and over again. So they make a big deal about the enemy has these souped up planes and our planes are two, two generations we're using old. bad planes on this. Right, mission. right, right, <laughs> right. And we don't want to get into a dog fight with them because they're going to tear our asses up. Well, the final dogfight scene is with the worst plane, the original plane from Top Gun, Top yeah. Gun 30-something years ago. So they're <laughs> at even more of a disadvantage than even if they flew the planes they started with. And it's a, and it's probably the best dogfight scenes in the whole thing. And it it's a very good, well-crafted scene, especially when the super jet makes a move that's pretty much, I think it's going to go down in epic dogfight history for the scene. And you know what I'm talking about when he kind of does. I don't want to ruin yes. it for people when they see it. Space but car it's a, I don't even know. Right, right, right. It's such a dope move that is so amazing that I'm like, oh, my God. And I think everybody in my theater, including myself, was like, oh, shit. Like, when we saw him do the move, it was like. They even so, said, like, oh, shit. Right, right. Bruce was like, what the fuck was that? Right. So I thought it was fitting that he's in, like, a plane, the style of what he, uh, that he piloted initially. But I thought that was a very good scene because – Taking the wrestling term, they built up the big bad so much. So by the time they get into that plane, you're like, oh, this is straight dead men walking. Like, because they yeah. can no way they're going to be able to battle these planes, blah, blah, blah. So in the way they win, it's very, very dope. Like, it's a very believable way they win rather than some kind of ham-fisted, oh, I'm just such a good pilot. I just outclassed this super fighter pilot. Like, <laughs> they were going to die. <laughs> right, right. So I thought that was a dope way to do that. Um. And then I'm going to end on one thing that um, should go without saying, but I have to say it. Um, I'm, I'm just going to zoom in for myself one time, you know. <laughs> um, I just want to tell everybody, Jennifer Connelly's fine as hell, bro. Fine. I don't know how old she is. <laughs> 51. <but> Jesus. Oh, uh, my I checked the ages God. because uh, usually in movies, especially with uh, leading men, mm-hmm. you know, they're leading women. It's going to be like 30 years younger than them or whatever. Jennifer right. Connelly is only eight years younger than Tom Cruise. Age appropriate. It's nice. <laughs> and she's fine as hell still. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, it's great. But go ahead, Jason. I also want to uh, uh, highlight a scene that I thought was really, really important and also really kind of got me in the in the back of my throat here. And it was, like, right after, the, like, I guess their first training scene where everybody was kind of being doing their own bullshit thing and, uh, and, and Maverick was... Uh, basically killing them all. Mm-hmm. And he was like, why'd you fail? Don't tell me. Tell it to his family. Why'd yes. you fail? Don't yes. tell me. Tell it to his fam- to, to their family. And I was like, that like is probably should be in every war movie ever, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, because usually in, in, in movies, especially in movies by the military, it's all like, oh, gung-ho, fighting's fun. Let's do this. It's going to be awesome. Oh, Bob died. Well, he made a mistake. Sorry, Bob. Um, right. But right, this right, one, right, it, right. it kind of hammers home like, yo, you know, if you make a snake, it's not just your life, it's your teammate's life. And if you do, and this is probably one of the things that he learned from when Goose died, it's mm-hmm. like, the hardest part is not just going to be losing your friend, but explaining to your friend's family why they had to die or why they yeah. died. They're yeah, trying to, good. and then the most, best thing was, you know, I think Hangman was trying to give an excuse or whatever, and he was like, what really, what excuse would be good enough to that person's family. He's like, there yeah. will be none. Exactly. Yep, and, it's yep, like, yep. 
And I was like, well, again, that's what I said. They, again, they really pushed home the narrative. Like, yeah. Doing it every way is going to bring you home. And like, I thought that the payoff this. was like, right. Right. I thought the payoff was very worth it. Um, and, and that, yes, you hit that right on the head. And I think also, too, yes, black people get a lot of speaking lines in this one. Not just the one. <laughs> they're like all over the place. Yeah. It's like they're part right. of the country or something. It's crazy. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> such a good feeling. Also, I think it, um, and I, you know, I'm not, this one thing I won't try to spoil, but the interaction with him and Iceman, I thought was amazing. Spot I on. thought it was very well shot for the circumstances. Yeah. And anybody doesn't know about Val Kilmer, look up what it is personally. And then when you see this movie, see the movie after you look him up before you go see the movie, so you can like know what's really going on with them. And then like we see the movie, makes some things. But I thought that was wonderful. But also as I watched it, I kept thinking to myself, man, that dude used to be Batman. But that was just me. I was just sitting there like, yeah, that dude used to be Batman, and look where he is. But um, it's a very well shot scene because the, the the limitations. It's very respectful uh, too. Yes, yes, yes. That's, I think that it's very respectful about Bob Gilmer. And if you don't know what's going on with him, I mean, why are you watching the show? You should know what's going on with everybody. But yes, it's very respectful to what's going on, and and it's a nice touch, and I think it will probably be remembered. Uh, once whatever happens in the future happens. Again, yeah, future. yeah, absolutely. Um, so I thought that was really uh, a dope one there. That I thought that was a good way to, a good workaround, a good workaround. Um, other than that, man, like, I mean, I, I don't know if you have anything left because I'm ready to rock on down to. Let's, let's, let's give it, let's give her the old score. Let's, All let's... right. <laughs> Jason, what are you giving a Top Gun, a Maverick? So, uh, yeah, my number is going to be heavily skewed because it came so far, right, from where it was. <laughs> <laughs> so just in that effort alone, I'm going to give it this score, and I'm going to give it a four out of five because I think from where from, from Top Gun to Top Gun Maverick is a markedly – it's a five-star improvement, but mm-hmm. to three. So – I'm giving it four out of five. Just a thing on the on the hammy, but still reasonable uh, third act. But yeah, four out of five. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to give it a, a four point five. And what the biggest reason gives it extra five? The extra five I'm gonna give it. The point five I'm gonna give it is because we've talked about so many times. We may watch the show about when we have these reboots or rebakes and mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, or requels or whatever you want to call it. Um, they play on your nostalgia so heavy. This movie, I think, does something great. They play on your nostalgia early on to get you back used to the universe. Like well, let's the start first over. They, 10, they, like they start off five minutes is nostalgia. right, 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 and then they go into something new to kind of set up the, the mindset of Maverick, and then they go back to nostalgia, but it's done creatively. Like they they pretty much make some redo some scenes from the original Top Gun that's very creative, and I thought that was great. But then the other part of it I thought that was even more impressive is that it's a lot of stuff in Top Gun that just don't make no sense. It's just there to be there, uh, i.e. the volleyball, the volleyball game. No reason for it yeah. to be in the movie. It's just there to be really, Well, they do something really hot. similar to Yeah, they do something similar to that in this movie, but it's a yeah. reason why it's they're doing sick. it. Yeah, and yeah. I thought that was a very good way to give an homage to the volleyball scene, but also make it that it's an important aspect of the movie not just out of nowhere so i thought like that's why i'm giving it a point five because this when we talk about these requels this is kind of what we want we want to I mean, this is probably more of a pure sequel than a requel. yeah yeah okay 
Yeah, but I feel like is, this movie, this this franchise is done. I feel like. It okay, can you be. don't think the ending? Oh, no, no. They're definitely going to do like nine more movies of this. But I feel like <laughs> it can be done after this one. Like, okay. It, it could end you. here and be fine. Uh, and with that being said, yes, my rating will be a 4.5 because I feel like this is what we want from these sequels or requels yeah. or whatever we want to call it. The nostalgia feel to dip your toe into it, but then give us something new. Give us something fresh and give us something like, and also, and I know you you harbor on this all the time, for once, thank God that he wasn't a fucking alcoholic or a drug addict or something like, <laughs> my life is ruined because, oh boy, that, like, uh, we got to bring, like, bring freaking Maverick back and Maverick's over here doing heroin in the corner like, I don't know if I can right. run this. <laughs> right. He's so gritty now. Like, it was good to be like, no, he's not gritty. He he understands loss. He understands yeah. his situation and he's working through the world to find his place anymore because maybe he doesn't exist in this world anymore and that scares him great for that's for every older person i mean i'm 38 i'm starting to feel that way they're like if i ever lost my job now i'm gonna be 38 39 it, it's harder to find a job when you're older yeah. and how do you like so i thought that was a very good pull in there and it wasn't like oh he's so tough on his luck and having bar fights and he's just a shenanigan guy like <laughs> the best part about this movie is the fact that they showed the logical progression of a guy who's like that right yes like, yes yeah. he wants to be stuck in the same spot but he still, but he still has learned from his previous version, like mm-hmm. he, because if first, like in the, in the definitely the beginning, he's doing this, this, this test pilot thing, and he's going to be reckless, but he's going to be reckless for a purpose. He's being reckless so that his friends and his other soldiers can keep their jobs, basically. Yeah. So he's still caring Absolutely. about people, even though he's still reckless maverick. So it's like, it's a logical progression to the character. Like it, it's a good movie, guys. This is what we're saying. That's what we're saying. Yeah. It's a good movie. Go, go see it. Go see it. Go see it. Go see it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the show. And thems and days. That everybody loves. It is the end of the show, guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening, watching, and comment. We got another slew of comments in that will probably, I'm going to try to wait one more week and we'll read some more comments. People who responded to our last comment show, thank you. And again, you're going to be brand on the, uh, the new comment show that we probably do. Commenting on the comments now. It's just going to be a right, 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 <laughs> right, right. I really do appreciate. Actually, one of them uh, clapped at you, which I think he missed your point and he thought that you missed his point. But that's something we're going to straighten out once we read the comments next week. Can I tell him so to I really my butthole in my balls? <laughs> no, they were fine with that. It was just something oh. else you said. Uh, so. I'm sorry. But I'm not sorry. No. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it wasn't it was offensive. But, I, again, I just want to say thank you guys for watching, listening, commenting. I, I know when this show, we don't do a lot of talk about, yeah, hit the like button and subscribe and blah, blah, blah. Because we just feel like if we're good, you're going to think we're good, and you're going to tell people that we're good and get more people to watch us. So I don't feel like we, at this point, need to tell people that. But, yes, by all means, remember also, to take care of us when you do it. You should do right. it. <laughs> right, right, Mom. right. <laughs> figure it take out mom <laughs> by doing that you know liking and sharing and subscribing if you can definitely share because that's how we get more people to it because i think we have a fresh take and we have fun and we talk about things that not everybody talks about in their middle of their reviews randomly like we do and i think that's part of the charm of the show um but thank you guys again for listening watching commenting joining us Shout out to Wade Simmons for joining us on the show. If you watched just only the Top Gun segment and did not see or hear Wade, look at our other segments. He's on there. Uh, again, check out his work. I'm going to have it in the description below. He's a filmmaker. He's wrestler. Uh, he's training for to be a pro wrestler. Uh, 
Star Wars enthusiast like we are, Star Wars historian like we are. So he's just a really dope individual. And I was so glad that he could join us and share some love with us. And um, so that there. Um, Jason, you got any words, comments? Uh, as always, be kind, be considerate, and uh, tip your servers and bartenders at least 20%, if not more, if you can afford it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to shit on Jerry today. <laughs> it's Memorial Actually, Day. you know what? Before we end the show, let's let's have a little fun. Just a little bit of fun before we, we really sign out. So, I'm going to spitball a quick this or that. No, no, no. Okay. I'm going to spitball a quick this or that. So... All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Let's go. This or that. We're going to do Maverick versus another pilot. Okay. Ooh, you choosing. All right. Okay. So Maverick, this, Maverick, or that, Will Smith and Independence Day. Why would you do this to me, Jason? Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, love it. <laughs> I feel like Maverick's the better pilot. Because okay. Will Smith crashed, but he was Ooh, also fighting aliens and saved the world. So mm-hmm. we have to go with Will Smith. And he said, Welcome to Earth. So Will Smith. <laughs> uh, Sergeant Hiller, yes. or whatever his name was. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, Stephen <laughs> Hiller. I just looked it up while we were talking. Yeah, Stephen Hiller. Okay, here's the one. I'm going to do another one for you. And I looked up his name too Whip Whitaker, Denzel Washington in flight. He flipped the plane upside down. He was drunk. Fuck him. <laughs> Maverick. <laughs> no, no points that he was drunk and did it? No points for No, that. no, no. He was drunk. That's why he was able to do it. Maverick, understand, hands down. I'm sorry, Denzel. I love you. But no. Fuck that dude. <laughs> okay. Um, this Maverick or that Han Solo? Han Solo is a space pilot. But he also He's basically flies the equivalent of a bus. <laughs> or or the equivalent of a of a of a let's say a truck a semi-tractor trailer so okay. i would imagine if if maverick were in star wars world he yeah. would just totally kill han solo so maverick okay okay the more comparison is since you said that <laughs> this this maverick or that anakin skywalker anakin skywalker has to force you to kill maverick in 40 seconds <laughs> <laughs> Maverick would have been like, I got it. Boom. <laughs> he would have gone down quicker than Porkins did. All right? <laughs> well, that officially is our show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you like that last random thing of this and that. Jason, thank you for being a great sport and participating in that. And with that being said, we will see you all next week. Thank you all again. And peace. Man, you got to put some more respect on Maverick on Anakin, bro. You can't.